Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Life was a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two, old school, 424-645-685. Sorry, him and text line, Honda at the hotline. If you would, uh, if you have something on your mind, please reach out. Um, it's time to find out what's on Rico's mind. We're never quite sure where we end up in this thing. Rico, what's up? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. I just, whenever you play the long version, it's all about Jason Sudeikis. Like, I can't. It's necessary. Yeah, like, he's just, just in the back, sickness. cabbage patch, running mad. He's just back there doing his thing. Rico, what's up? Today's rant is kind of Olympic-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know Leslie Jones. We yeah. love Leslie Jones. Yeah. Um, for the past multiple Olympics, I don't even know how many, she has live-tweeted the events that she's watching. Yeah. And it's hilarious because a lot of the time she doesn't understand what the events are, but she learns <laughs> it as she goes. Uh, and, and it feels like you're learning with her. Well, apparently, NBC has contacted Leslie and has asked her to please stop live-tweeting the Olympics. To which I say, boo NBC. How dare you? When, when viewership is down, people don't want to watch, at least you have somebody who's watching, some, somebody prominent who's watching and filling people in on, on what's going on. It's actually helping the viewership. It's actually sending people to watch what she's watching. Exactly, because she'll tweet just some random things about something, and you're just like, okay, I'm sorry, what, what is she describing? And then you go, you watch it, and you're like, oh, it's just the luge. <laughs> like, it's, it's not that complicated, but she, may, she just overcomplicates it. It's great. And I, she's hilarious. I, yeah, I, I don't understand how, I mean, you know, that's good press. It's absolutely good press. It's not even the whole, you know, what I, any press is good. This is just good press. Well, I mean, one, she's a comedian. So funny is funny. She hits it, and then she makes people actually go and find the Olympics on TV mm-hmm. and put it on. Look, this has been the most dry, boring Olympic that I can ever think of. There's absolutely no drama, no anything to these like there's, games. I, I don't. Like Except – you need right. to fast forward until it's over. That's all so there is the, to it. So the downhill skiing or like the long jump skiing, whatever. Yeah. They so it's they have it on a fake little snowy runway thing, and somebody took a picture from farther back, and where it's at, there's just a power plant behind it. Yeah. So you just have this beautiful snowy hill, and uh, then this gray power plant. It and then so you see in every every Olympic they they somebody live tweets or shares 
the meals that they're serving these folks. Mm, yeah. Did you see the picture of that? The, and the, the young lady said, this is what we've had every meal for five days. I haven't seen it. I just know that it's normally not that great. Oh. I mean, I'm just going to look up Olympic meals. It's, it's normally what Jay it's. Foreman, we, we'd have had to, we'd, we'd have marched. <laughs> we'd have marched. So it, it, it's pasta, some sort of pasta. In one, you know, one little, and it's got the old school cafeteria tray, right, 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 where you got the six compartments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got oh, so you got oh, pasta, pasta, and then you've got like an orange sauce, and then you've got what? Like it's pasta sauce. What looks like well, they said it, but potatoes. it's orange. It was potatoes, but it's orange potatoes. Then there's like what's that white thing? A, that's lettuce sitting over top of cherries. Oh, the heck, that's lettuce. Right, that that's, looks like that's, a raw that's chicken. the salad. That, yeah, that looks like raw chicken skin. No, that looks like that. That looks like that. From what her description was, that was a salad. The salad, which is a big honking piece of lettuce and cherry tomatoes, and then something, some meat, well, now, charred meat on a bone. This says that it's not vegetables because Russian biathlete Valeria Vasnetsova posted yeah. a photo of one of the unappetizing meals of the Beijing Games on Instagram, showing plain pasta, okay. some potatoes, yeah. charred meat. Yeah, and no vegetables. Yeah, charred meat on the bone. She so. claims the same meal was served for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five days. They got people checking themselves out of uh, like. You mean to tell me that yeah, you've got world class people? Like I'm out. Like look, look, man, and then they said they finally you've got world class athletes, and this is what you're feeding them, competing to at, the compete highest at the highest level. level. Is that for everybody or is that Russia? That's for everybody. This would be Olympic meal. So in the Olympic Village, this so is an what Olympic you'd be Village. Doing. Oh. Jay, you, can you see the picture? Yeah, I've seen it, man. That's, <laughs> oh, they definitely no. don't season their meat. <laughs> There's like We don't even what know what the meat the, is. Right. The like It's just right. meat on a bone. I'm thinking that's, so you have that's, the pasta. That look like a little road-grade carcass. Right? Like, we don't know what it is. So you've got that's the pasta. That's all bone and like a little meat. I yeah, think like, it's yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah, you see I a lot of bone there. I want to say that's meat sauce. It's five potatoes. But it's five half a potatoes. So it's like three potatoes. But they're mini potatoes. They're not big potatoes. They're baby potatoes. Uh, raw chicken skin over something red. Um, and then the ribs of a pigeon. <laughs> that's what it looked like. Like, that's what they're feeding them. I, uh, yep. Cool. Yeah. Welcome just, to the Olympics. Welcome. Just, I, I don't. I. It's just been the weirdest Olympics. Like, and I, at, I, least, at least the Summer Olympics, they were giving them, like, bagged sandwiches. Yeah, it just it's just all of it's weird. It's got a real wonky vibe to it, like super janky. Like, like you're yeah. not sure. Yeah, they cost cutting for real. Yeah, so it's it's just. I'm gonna, been, re, I'm gonna retweet it. It's just so yeah, yeah. It, it it that picture is just when I saw it, I went wow. Uh, no, actually, I'm just gonna save it. And I'm <laughs> no, gonna... like you imagine, Jay, you travel to Michigan State and in room service, that's what they leave at your door. We fighting. Like I'm gonna be offended. Yeah. That's tough, man, because you got to get ready. You got, I mean, the Olympics is just a few races. So you train four years, or not races, but oh well, in the Summer Olympics, it'd be a race or whatever. But you got four years, and then it's, you're trying to win a gold medal. I don't, I, I would, don't. being malnourished or whatever you want to call it. I, I, I didn't understand any of this stuff. This is crazy. This tough. is cra- This is crazy. So, it's a cold world out there. Um, as Simple mentioned earlier, yeah, there are coaching changes, so I do want to get your take on that. Sure. On on what the the moving pieces mean. 
On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. In U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know what it means, you know, because I don't, you know, I've been around, so I don't really know. And do you know probably, the people involved? Uh, know of them. Okay. Um, and then, but I know the, that they're of all the positions that they're filling. Yeah, I just, I, I well, um, one, uh, you know, uh, Vince, I think he's well versed in recruiting. Um, it's going to help recruiting. Um, you know, different set of eyes, different idea, or whatever it may be. Uh, resume and experience and credentials are, you know, right up there with anybody else. And he was here at a time when Nebraska recruited very, very well, and they produced not only on the field but also at the at the next level, which is the NFL. So um, that's going to help. More the merrier, right? And then you get uh, DJ Volklik, um I don't know. I know who he is, obviously, because of his son, who I'm a great fan of. And so I can only imagine he's going to be just the same – but he's coming from Northern Iowa, who's a pretty good program. I think he was assistant head coach, linebacker coach. So whatever role he fills, I think, again, more the merrier. You get experience, and I would say you get a position or whatever he's hired in, plus some, because not only you get his, you get his coaching acumen, but then you get his ideas as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because even though he's at Northern Iowa, it doesn't mean he's not seeing the same football plays or formations or, you know, at their level, it's not like you know, it's not the big separation anymore as far as schematic standpoint. And I think the other guys are going to be assistant O line coach who Donovan's familiar with. So what that does is they speak the same language. They he knows how Donovan thinks. They have they kind of came up together or worked together at 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 the same time. So that means the learning curve is going to be shorter because it, you got two guys. He doesn't have to teach him like if us three went in there, he's going to have to teach us everything that he knows from a language standpoint and not even get to the schematic standpoint. This guy can hit the line running. So therefore, if one of them's working with the three inside guys, he's working with the out you know, the tackles or vice versa or in together or together, um, that message, the more the same message over and over and over is gonna increase and accelerate, in my opinion, the de- development, which is, is obviously what you want to do from top to bottom, developing say ten guys and then, therefore, that's going to lead on to the field to better play and more consistent play, more of a cohesive unit, um, five as one, you know. And so um, I think it's good. You know, I look, I, look you got to make adjustments when you're three and nine. I think everything they've done in the offseason um, probably doesn't get enough credit as it should, right? Because when they made the moves or, you know, released some coaches, then everybody was like, uh, well, we had to finish the season. Then everybody's waiting to see what happens. And then it didn't happen right away. But then when it happened, you could see there was a plan, strategic, and it all kind of worked itself out because um, to go and reach some guys as far as when the coaches, these new coaches as far as recruiting, was really, really good. And then you bring in a coach 
um, that's you know knowing that he can take and, and, and take the O line and the prospects and, and the little additions that they got, develop those guys and then get assistant for him is really really good. And then you know you want to keep um, expanding recruiting, I guess, or getting better at it. I don't know however you want to call it. And then and then Vince comes in there when he's had prior experience here, so you know he's had successful. Uh, he's been successful recruiting here or helping recruit here or part of the staff that's successfully recruited here. So as he's going out and say identifying prospects or individually sealing a deal or helping um, coaches recruit kids, he knows what it takes because he's brought, uh, um, you know, really good players in here, both offensively and defensively at, at, you know, to Nebraska. So he didn't, you know, he wasn't uh, burdened by, being in Lincoln or in Lincoln, but in particular in Nebraska, bringing guys from all over the country to Lincoln and being successful so that he knows, first of all, he has a track record of players, not only here, but obviously just recently at Baylor that have turned out to be successful. So it's going to do nothing but help recruiting. And it's just a great addition. Do, do you expect that the roster changes much? Between now and August, uh, I think it always. I mean, it, you know, with 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 uh, transfer portal, NIL, the dynamics of college football, the dynamics of the young men that are on either on the team or on other teams. I think roster attrition or turnover is always. There's going to probably be two or three cycles, maybe even four. Right, a big cycle, obviously, after the season ends. That's probably when the most transfers happen. I'm assuming, right. You know, people have almost two months if you don't make a bowl game until when school at some places start to find a new place. Then maybe there's guys that uh, go through spring and see where, you know, they it shakes out or see where kind of envision where they're at. And then there's another one. And then there might be some surprises throughout the summer and then in the two a days or in the fall camp. So I assume that's just the way it is. It has nothing to do with the coaching staff, it has nothing to do with the team. To be frank, it has nothing to do with the record. It's just part of the way college football is, and that's the way for the foreseeable future. That's the way it's going to be. That's, you know, there's going to be guys in the transfer portal, right, wrong, or indifferent, for a variety of reasons, and it has nothing to do with said team, said coach. It's just the way it is. It's how it's moving. I mean, you got guys going places and gone in two weeks and three weeks. I mean, I mean, you can't. You get what I'm saying? You can't get so bent out of shape when it happens yes does it hurt to lose Wandell um is there different dynamics and timing that go into that decision that you can actually see okay I can get it right and obviously it worked out well for him you lose a JD Spillman you know you kind of you know head scratcher you see you lose a four-year starter at quarterback you, you know what I mean that's just the way it goes guys as much as everybody wants loyalty from the coaches there's not a lot of loyalty from the players anymore and loyalty to finishing the job, seeing it through, doing, you know, making the decision um, in the short term might not be better for you, but in long term it will be. You get what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of dynamics that go into it because I think we've bred these guys subconsciously or consciously to be them first. They got to protect themselves, which I it's totally understandable because you got to think just a few years ago I had a problem with, a coach going to recruit a kid, get him to sign, and then two days later he's off being the position coach somewhere else. And that remember everybody would say, "Well, you don't go for a said coach; you go to the university." Well, then you got now you got like like Brian Kelly, right? 
they're right in bowl practice. And next thing you know, LSU decides, you know what? We couldn't get Lincoln Riley. So now you're next up. And he gone. He so so it happens. He bounced. Well, coach is being held accountable too. It, it, if you if you right, can, yeah, I mean, it's you a, have it's, the freedom to move. So can the players. That's you know, and it sucks for the fan base because yeah. they get attached to people, and then those folks move along. Um, but that's what we're doing these days. So we'll figure out how to manipulate, uh, maneuver through it. I think that would be the fair way to say it is maneuver through this stuff. Um, we'll throw it a break when we come back. Um, both. Uh, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul and the Lincoln uh, Continentals offered additional Valentine's-type prizes. They upped the deal. They added one yesterday. So we'll go through that. And then today is uh, Beatrice Bakery uh, nominations. Go to the website, ticketfm.com. Find the Beatrice Bakery nomination. If there's somebody that you want to see smile, somebody that you want to make their day, Please go through and get those nominations in so that we can give them away in the final hour of one-on-one. We will be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. 